Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I've decided to do a separate episode talking about Marcus Rashford. Uh, as you've seen from the title it's going to be called something like what's going on with Marcus Rashford. I've not actually wrote the title yet but I'm going to do that obviously soon. Um, but yeah, what's going on with Marcus Rashford? Um, yeah, it, it's been an interesting time with, with Marcus Rashford. It's been a... Um, it's it's been a frustrating time to watch Rashford this season, and I just thought that I would take because I got one, two, three, four. I got five notes here, um, talking about you know his his record and kind of what's been going on with him this season and sort of things that have happened that inv- that have involved him this season. And I'm going to go through some of them, but I, I go through some of them and sort of talk about, you know, how these things are affecting Rashford and how it's how it's not just as simple as, oh, Rashford is suddenly just a bad footballer and that's that, you know. Um, I think there are lots of different things going on. Actually, there's another note that I wanted to add, actually, as well. So let me quickly add that. Right, there we go. Um... Right, let's get into these notes and just talk about because I just I want to take a not more intelligent but a more sort of like realistic look at Rashford because a lot of people have written him off this season and said you know Man United need to do a big rebuild this summer a bit of a clear out there's players that are leaving on free contracts there's players that also need to be sold and of course we need to buy quite a few players this summer and people have dumped Rashford into the sort of like oh you can just just get rid of him you know he's he's done just get rid of him. I think that's too much of a simple way to look at the situation with Rashford, and that's too much of an easy kind of answer. Um, so let's go talking about, speaking of his performance and everything this season, my first note here is Rashford's record. Let's focus on this season. Um, in the league, he's played 25 games, he's scored 4 goals, and has got 2 assists. He's also got ye- yellow cards, but his yellow cards and red cards are not relevant to that really we're looking at his goal scoring you know he's a left winger um assists should be part of his game uh we know Rashford's a very direct forward he doesn't really tend to pass the ball when he's on the attack he's more sort of somebody that you can use for his pace play the ball through him behind Rashford can run onto it and you can he can use his ability from there to get some goals um, so that's not a good record, and let, let's just go over the seasons that I've been covering Man United. So I started in the 19 to 20 season, the summer where we brought Maguire, Wan-Bissaka, and Daniel James, which was the 19 to 20 season. So in that season, he got he played 31 league games, uh, scored 17 goals, and got seven assists. In the next season, which is the 20 to 21 season. Um, he played 37 games. Remember, there's only 38 in the league, so quite a few. Um, scored 11 goals, so not quite so many, but still quite a few. Um, although there's more games played there and less goals scored. And 9 assists, so his most assists that we've seen him get. So a big, a big drop-off in goals. Uh, of course, the season's not completely finished yet. There's still one game left. Um, he's only played 25 games, though, this season, as opposed to the 31 or 37 that's listed there. Of course, you know, there's lots of different reasons as to why he's not played. You've had people like Anthony Elanga come into the team. You've had the signing of Jaden Sancho, who's taken up that left-hand side quite a lot of the time. Um, there was times when Ralph Ragnett came in, and he played a 4 
um, triple two, so a four two two two, where you didn't really have the likes of Sancho or Alanga or Rashford in those formations because uh, you're using two strikers and then like a Bruno and a somebody else, um, like a Pogba as well. So he wasn't really being used in those games. Uh, so it's not a good record. Um, so what's 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 wrong? What's wrong? What's what's kind of going on with him? Um, in in a general sense, I think when we've seen Rashford this season, he's looked um, not confident at all. He's looked like he's completely lost his confidence. He looks like he's a little bit lost for ideas. Um, you can see sp- sparks throughout the season of his ability because he has scored a few goals here and there. But he looks very, very lost, I think is the ultimate way to sort of put it. Um, he looks like his mind is elsewhere. He looks like he's a bit more troubled. And don't get me wrong, these aren't excuses for Rashford. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm trying to look at the situation more realistically and assess him uh, throughout the season. And more take a look at re- reasons as to why he's not playing so well. But not not excuses necessarily. Um, so you got that going on as well, which is his his kind of his kind of general game has really been lacking something this season. So you got that kind of going on. Um, I've written here. I think this is an important thing for people to consider. I wrote down in my notes here uh, impact sub. Now I've said this in the last few United Cast episodes about um, Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford. And Harry Maguire. Three players who recently... Well, Bruno's been doing things in the team. But his general performance has been quite poor recently. Harry Maguire's had a terrible season. And so has Marcus Rashford. Bruno, I think, is just a bit of a different situation. Because he's still been scoring goals, getting assists, doing things. But his general game has... uh, You know, he's been giving the ball away too much. That type of thing. And I pointed out the three of them recently. Um... And kind of said like, look, if you've got, whether you've got like the best players in the world in your team, if you've got a, because they say, you know, uh, what is it, um, form is temporary, class is permanent. Uh, if you've got a player who you know is a world-class player, and I'm not saying Harry Maguire is, I'm not saying Bruno Fernandes is, and I'm not saying Rashford is, but even with players that are better than those three. If you've got a world-class player in your team who you know should be delivering, but they aren't, and they're making mistakes, and they're looking kind of lethargic, and they're looking like they've, you know, they're lacking some energy, they're lacking ideas, they're lacking confidence, they're out of form. It doesn't help if you continue to play them over and over and over and over again. Um, that more specifically has been the problem with Bruno and with Harry Maguire, because Rashford has been out of the team a little bit more than usual. Like we said here, that you've got, because he's not hit 30 games yet this uh, league season, because obviously, again, like I said, the additions of Alanga. And uh, Sancho this season, who's played quite a few games. Um, but you've got to be taking him out of the team more. And he's still, even though he's played less games this season, there's still been too many games in a row where he's been picked consistent, consistently. Whether you want to put that on Carrick, Ollie, or Ralph Ragnick. Um, obviously, Carrick was only there for, what, three games? But um, obviously, Ollie was there for a lot longer than all three of them. Uh, a lot longer than the other two. But um, I think when a, basically when a player gets into a situation like that and they're out of form and you continue to play them over and over and over again, 
like what has happened with Rashford, you've got to just tell them to take a step back, put them on the bench, maybe take them out of the team, uh, speak to them, you know, see what's what's wrong with them. Because we don't, I mean, we've like seen some team leaks and things like that this this season, um, but we don't know on a daily basis like what who who is saying what to Rashford, who's involved with the club. You know, what is Ralph Ragnett saying to Rashford? What is his teammate saying to him? What's his uh, mum saying to him? You know, we've seen some, some documentaries and stuff with Rashford where his mum's been very involved with, uh, in a good way. Because uh, there was the BBC documentary, I think it was last year. Um, what's his mum been saying to him? He's got, I think, like his brother as well. I think it's his brother. Um, and all that kind of thing. Like he's got his family there. So you you've got that kind kind of going on, but the, one of the better things to do, and there was actually a two or three game stretch where Rashford was used as an impact sub, and he did score a couple of his goals. I think there was two games in a row where he was brought on. I think in like the 80th minute or something, something quite late in the game, and um, he'd scored one impact sub goal and then did the same in the next thing and I remember saying at the time this is what you should be doing with him get get him to like grab a couple of little goals here and there start boosting his confidence a little bit but bring him on later into a game where he's not like starting and he's not got that pressure on him and stuff like that because um, the the advantage of using an, uh, an out of form player as an impact sub and there's different ways that you can use impact sub it's not just for players that are out of form is the you know he would have been watching the game from the bench, um, the game would have been settled. You've also got tired legs. You know I spoke about Rashford's uh, pace earlier. Um, one quite good thing to do with an attacker who's got fast pace is wait until the 70th, 80th minute where the opposition, okay maybe they they've made a couple of subs, but the majority of their team will be more tired than what your impact sub player is. And someone like Rashford with his pace can come on and just, just use a bit more of his energy and maybe do a little something. Maybe grab that late, you know, last minute winning goal or something. Um, but after those two games, he was just kind of put back in the team. And his for- poor form just kept continuing. Um, I don't understand why that was. Again, I don't know all the conversations around everything. Uh, but I remember saying at the time, like, yeah, this is what you should be doing with Rashford. Do it a couple more times. Until he starts, you know, to boost his confidence a bit more, um, and see where it kind of goes from there. But that was that happened for two games or something, and then he was just starting games again, and then he started to, you know, lean back into his bad form. Uh, I mean, we don't know what he's like in training, how focused he is, and things like that. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of his general kind of focus, there's two particular notes I've got here. Um, injury record. So, I believe this was last season, or maybe it was the season before. Um, Rashford's had a bit of a, I think it's a um, back problem injury. I think it was to do with his back that he had surgery on at one point. Um, and it was a recurring injury he had for about, what, 18 months or so? It was about a season and a half that he had it. And there were lots of games towards the end of, I think it was last season... When we were in that Europa League stretch and we were like, you know, second in the league and that type of thing. And Rashford was being used continuously. Now, I'm going to put that specific problem on Oli. Because Oli, because Oli Gonsolskjaer, who was the manager at the time, 
should have been realising what was going on and should have been taking him off the pitch. Yes, we didn't have Ronaldo. Yes, we didn't have Sancho. But there were other players there at the time. You did have Mason Greenwood. You did have Daniel James. Uh, you had other options that you could have used. Um, but there were times, actually, I'm, and I remember complaining about it a lot at the time because everybody was kind of noticing it about like he was literally he was literally limping around the pitch you could see it on the tv like during the literally during the game you could see it on the tv um and he would be limping around and there was a few games actually where because mike feeling was well he's still there isn't he but mike feeling would be like taking him aside and he'd be taken to the side of the pitch and I'd, I, you'd, you'd look at him and he, he wouldn't look all right and he looked like he needed to be taken off and for whatever reason there was a few occasions where he was taken off the pitch he was cl- he was visibly clearly injured and uncomfortable and 5 minutes later he was back on the pitch and i was just stunned M- myself as as well as many others were just stunned as to like he's very clearly injured why do you keep starting him and why are you not subbing him off when it's happening and that, because that was going on for a while, that was going on for a few months. I actually kind of wonder how Rashford made it through that without getting completely sort of like completely injured. I mean, I think he did by the end of the season, but it it was a long, painful couple of months for Rashford. Like that specific period where he would be literally limping around the pitch. Um, so that that was kind of so that 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 can't have helped at all. And you you have to wonder, like, with how nervous he looks on the pitch now, <clears throat> and he apparently went and had that back surgery or had what he needed to have done, he might be nervous because he, he, the, the, his playing style, because he's very direct, he does sort of like, you know, try to take players on and that sort of stuff, that's sort of his uh, style of play. Um, I wonder if he's wondering, like, if I if I try to burst past the defender with a ball... And they clatter into me. Like what about if he gets his injury back or something. So there might be some. Not not just from some like physical worries there about. You know what about if he gets injured. And he's out for two years or something. Or he becomes like another Phil Jones. Or Owen Hargreaves or Michael Owen. Because uh, you've got to be careful with that stuff in football. Like he's only 24 years old. Um, you don't want him playing the next five, six years. You know the the kind of the peak of his career. Which will be the next five or six years. And him having like on and off injuries. We we saw what that did to the likes of Jack Wilshere. Um, who Jack Wilshere. I I thought when when Jack Wilshere actually. Well played and played really really well. He was an incredible footballer. An absolutely incredible. I would have loved to have had him at, at uh, Man United. And even people like Owen Hargreaves that we did end up buying. Ended up getting injured because of these recurring injuries. Um, happened to Michael Owen as well. Um, so it happened to a lot of English players, hasn't it? But um, Rashford could be looking at that. You know, he might be looking at his some of, some of his English teammates and people like that, um, and thinking like, I'm 24. I don't want to get an injury that's gonna like destroy the next five years of my career or the rest of his career possibly. Because again, that's sort of what happened with Wilshere. Because Wilshere was like 22, 23 when it started. I can't remember what the issue was with Wilshere, but um, it happened to him when he was pretty young, and he he struggled with it for most of his career, and it was a it was a big big shame um, what happened to him. So Rashford probably doesn't want that to happen to him, and neither do I. So um, there might be some psychological stuff going on there as well, of like not just him worried about being physically injured, but 
what that's going to do to his career, I suppose, because it was bad. It was really, really bad. And who knows, there might even still be some of that injury lingering, and maybe he kind of wants to play through the pain, which was the original problem. So there might be more issues going on there than what we think, possibly. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I do want to talk about, not not the specifics of the Greenwood situation, but I have mentioned this on a few episodes before. And again, this is kind of, I, I've mentioned this here and there on a few different episodes when Rashford's had a bad game, which unfortunately has been regularly this season. So if you look at Marcus Rashford, of course, he is a human being. He does have a life outside of football. We are aware of, like, you know, him helping Britain with the food stuff and all that. I, I will talk about that in a minute as well, because that's definitely a factor. Um... So Mason Greenwood, um, he would have been friends with Mason Greenwood and Jesse Lingard. I remember a number of photos that were released at different points because the three of them used to kind of hang out together at points. There might have been some of the other ones like um, you might have had, uh, who else would have been hanging out with them? I think Sancho did a little bit. The difference was with Sancho is obviously he signed this season um, and Sancho obviously playing out in Germany, in Dortmund, so he wouldn't have been like, he wouldn't have been hanging out as regularly with Lingard, uh, Greenwood and Rashford as what they would have with each other. But I just want to pitch the following scenario to you, because this kind of applies to everybody that is, either that's working or is at college or whatever, let's say you're at work or you're, you're at college, university, whatever, right? You go to... I'm just going to say place of work because there's too many different areas to cover. Let's say you go to your place of work or your place of education. And you become friends with somebody. You you hang out with somebody that you see almost every day. I mean, I don't know how many days they specifically train. Obviously, you play different matches on different days. You see each other twice a week for match days because there's usually two games a week. You see each other probably two, three, four times outside of that because obviously you've got probably two, at least two to three, hopefully more training sessions per week. Um, we know that they hang out with each other sometimes outside of the games. So imagine you're spending like a lot of time with somebody, but you also work with that person. So you've got like your work life where, you know, you've got to get a bit more serious, you're training for Manchester United and all that kind of thing. And then you've got your tra- you've got your training sessions, you've got your match days. And you've got where you spend like time with somebody outside of that. Imagine you're spending that much time with somebody in your work and your life areas. Then you find out that that person's done what they've done. I don't need to mention what it is because we all know what it is. You find out that that person who you're good friends with, good work friends with... um, you play quite literally with each other as well because they're both like forward players, aren't they? Greenwood and Rashford. Um, mostly playing in the same front line, you know, the front three that we usually play. So very, very involved with each other. Then imagine you find out that that person has done what Mason Greenwood did. That would That would absolutely have an effect on you. Whether you had your suspicions, whether you knew or whatever... It getting exposed the way that it did and the manner of the thing that uh, Mason Greenwood actually did do, that would have an effect on you. And um, see, I think it probably would have had an effect on Lingard as well. The only difference with Lingard is he's not really actually been playing this season. 
Rashford has. Rashford's played. I I can't remember in in the league. Let's say. I mean, even in these last six, five, six months, right, where uh, Lingard wanted to leave, he wanted to go to West Ham or whatever, and we kept blocking his move because of other stupid reasons, right? And he literally went on loan to West Ham and he had, he had a good time over there. So there was also the West Ham period where he wasn't really playing as much. But Lingard's been on the out for for a while, and specifically this season he's not really played very much at all. So you can't really say it's affected Lingard's performance as much because he's literally not played as much than as what uh, Rashford has. Because if you take this season and last season, right? Um, well, specifically more this season. Obviously, this season was when the Greenwood incident happened. Um, Lingard was away from the team for a bit because you had that, what, five, six months where he was on loan at West Ham. And then... Generally, generally from then onwards, so like the last 18 months or so, Lingard's not really been in the team. He might have been on the bench a few times, he might have made a few substitute appearances, but Rashford's been in the team and has been with Greenwood even more than what Lingard was. So that that's how I would kind of explain the differences there. Again, the differences with Sancho, I think they were kind of good friends with Sancho as well. Sancho's been at Dortmund for like two years, you know, um... This year it could have had a bit of an effect on Sancho, possibly. But there's there's not been as much time there either for Sancho. Because Sancho's only been here one season. Whereas Rashford, out of all of those people, Rashford's probably on and off the pitch. Because of what I just explained. Has, out of those players, been with Greenwood more time than the other people. Do you see what I mean? Um, so that must have an effect on you. Like, uh, uh, like... You think to yourself, like, wow, this guy who was my, like, work colleague, my friend, I don't know how he would refer to Mason Greenwood or how he used to refer to him. Obviously, that relationship is probably different now. Um, That would have absolutely had an effect on you. Because you've got to put yourself in Rashford's shoes in that situation and think, like, if there's somebody that you work with and you spend time with outside of work and you find out that they've gone and done that. Um, Or even if it's just, like... uh, your neighbour or a friend that you knew from high school 10 years ago and you, you think about that person and who that person was or whatever and you find out that they've done a bad thing but given the amount of time that Rashford would have been in and around you know it would have been with Greenwood uh, that would have absolutely had an effect on him like n- there's, there's no question there I think so Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, let's move on from that part of it. So I've gone through Rashford's record, uh, the Greenwood situation. Um, oh yeah, there's a used out of position that I was going to talk about as well. Impact sub, injury record, and then what I've called helping Britain. So the last two things is helping Britain and the impact sub. So let's switch to not a political discussion, but more of a uh, less football focused version. Although the Greenwood situation kind of was a bit of that as well. So yeah, Rashford of course was helping or is still helping the country. It was very much spotlighted probably around last year. Of course the pandemic happened. Um, there was lockdowns. There was what, four of them? I think I actually lost count of how many there was. Uh, we had the big one obviously in March in 2020. Um, all that type of stuff. And uh, Rashford did get in the headlines. Both from scoring goals, playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Because uh, you're already going to get headlines from that, from being play- from playing for Manchester United. Um, and he decided to... Because one of the notable things he did, there was a rejection of the... Because it was the way that the school year was scheduled or something, I think. Because they, they, uh, cause of the lockdown and how it affected things. And they decided to cut off the um, free school meals in the summer. I think that's what it was. Because it would, cause the kids don't usually go in on, on the summer, obviously. They have their summer holidays... Um, and then uh, the government, various people within the government, the UK government, decided, uh, nope, we're going to cut that off for the summer. That was what was basically decided, and Rashford decided to step in and started uh, helping provide, not just him, It was it's like him in this uh, group that he's a part of. There's a, there's a whole documentary about it on BBC, it's called Marcus Rashford. I think it's called uh, Feeding Britain's Kids, it should be still on there unless BBC took it off for some reason. Um, but you can go and like watch that and you know see all about that. Um, although if you watched Man United or or you're aware of Rashford, you're probably aware of that situation anyway. So because um, you don't really have to have been a football fan to know about that situation. BA decided to do a very good thing, which was helping kids, and it goes to his uh, not his backstory. He's not a fictional character. His uh, childhood kind of story of like. Um, his dad had sort of left at a young age. It was him and his four siblings. I, th- I think it was four siblings. Um, and his mum struggled to to provide at the time because the dad had left, and you know there wasn't as much kind of money going around and that sort of thing. And there were times where he'd have to skip meals and things like that. And uh, he's spoken about this obviously in documentaries and things like that. Um, anyway, long story kind of short. We all will kind of know the story about what's going on there. 
And, you know, Rashford started picking up some poor form at certain points this season. And some of the, you know, discussion around it was like, oh, it's because he's focusing too much on providing the, f- the the food for the kids or he's feeding the kids too much and all that kind of stuff and it's distracting from his football uh obviously some people threw some racial comments in there as well uh most likely um not even just through those conversations but through normal racist discussion um which unfortunately for Rashford he would probably not that it, it's still probably not nice for him but he's probably unfortunately used to that by now um, that's not an excuse for that, that's just, you know, he probably is used to those sorts of comments at this point. Um, but um, I don't think this affected his form. No, I, I, I don't think that it did. Um, there are celebrities that do other things outside of football as well. Um, yeah, those those things do kind of happen as well. Not maybe on the scale that Rashford's done. I, I don't know about, like, specifics of what other footballers have done, but... They do go and do other things as well. Um, they're not just, you know, home football, home football <laughs> kind of stuff. This isn't like a 9-to-5 office job where it's homework, homework, homework kind of thing. Um, so he had that kind of going on as well. But no, I don't think that was a factor in Rashford's form dropping. I don't think it was a case of like, oh, I don't care about my football anymore and I'm going to just focus on, you know, doing this political kind of stuff. Um, so that's my kind of simple answer to that. And the last thing I've got is talking about um, being used out of position. So going back to the football stuff. Um, yeah, interesting development with, with, development with that. Of course, this uh, last season, we had Daniel James and Marcus Rashford who took up the left-hand side of the pitch. And then you had Mason Greenwood and Lingard was sometimes used over there sometimes on on that right hand side there was somebody else as well Diallo played a few games there last season I remember he scored that backwards header I think against AC Milan Uh, and you had various other different players used over on that right hand side but it was quite clear that we needed a a right winger in the summer of course we went and signed Jadon Sancho and for whatever particular reason now it sort of worked out and it sort of shouldn't have worked out Jaden Sancho started to be to be played on the left. Of course, Daniel James was sold, which I still disagree with, but that's what what was happened. Um, so with Sancho settling himself in on the left hand side, and of course Anthony Langer being brought through to the team, him being used on the right hand side and sometimes left hand side, Rashford started to be used, or played on the right hand side of the pitch. And we've seen from previous seasons where we've had uh, Lingard's been used on the left a few times. Of course, Dan James was used on the left a few times. Um, players, uh, Anthony Martial, of course, was in the team for the last couple of seasons. Uh, been on loan sort of this season and whatnot, but that was happening as well. Um, so Martial was sometimes used on the left. Rashford was pushed out to the right. Um, but no, Sancho solidified himself on the left hand side and Alanga was kind of the Alanga was kind of used as the spare winger and then Rashford was starting to be used on the right hand side and Alanga was sort of yeah the, the spare winger within that like whichever one of them wouldn't play would be used in their place the interesting part about that of course if you go back to what I just said James and Rashford were mainly used on the left hand side 
and we had other players on the right hand side and we knew that the right hand side was an issue still kind of is so we signed Sancho with the idea that we would play probably Ronaldo in the middle or Cavani Sancho on the right and uh, Rashford on the left again Alanga sort of taking up one of the two other positions then Sancho solidified himself on the left hand side and Rashford was started to be used on the right hand side Rashford doesn't play well on the right hand side um, there's been a few moments, a few sparks he's had on the right hand side. Uh, if you remember that goal he scored against PSG, um, is that last season in the Champions League, the Champions League group stage, uh, where he scored that late goal, he sort of sprinted forward a bit and took a shot, which was off the right hand side. So it 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 worked on rare occasion, but that also doesn't help as well that he was used out of position a bunch of times, because there hasn't really been. Actually, I can't recall a single game from this season, obviously, the season that Sancho was signed for, where Sancho was used on the right, Ronaldo in the middle, Rashford on the left. I cannot actually remember a single season where that was happening. Uh, again, that's down to, like, okay, who decided that? Was it Ralph? Was it Oli? Was it Carrick? Probably not Carrick, but was it Oli? Was it Ralph? You know, what kind of happened there? Because um, at the start of this season, you had... Um, Greenwood on the right, Ronaldo up front, or Cavani, and Sancho on the left. Sancho did take a little bit of time to settle in, so Rashford was used on the left. But then Greenwood was taken out of the team, obviously. Alanga was sort of put in. And it's just been a bit of a mix-up, really, I think, with the, the, the decision as to where to play the, play the wingers and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's not been great in terms of the, the decision-making there. I think. Um, but anyway, those are a bunch of my notes. So Rashford's record, helping Britain, Greenwood situation. I think the Greenwood situation is not talked about. Well, in terms of how that may have affected Rashford, of course, we don't need to talk about the actual specifics of what Greenwood did. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm specifically talking about is how that might have affected. Because it could have affected the other teammates. It could have, because... It wasn't obviously just Rashford that he played with. It was a few of the others. But Rashford was the one that would have been. That was. Uh, you know at certain points. Hanging out with Mason Greenwood. Um, as well as others. But it could have. Who, who knows. I mean. I'm not saying that's a reason for our really bad form this year. That's down to lots and lots of other things. Um, that also could have had an effect on the whole team. Because. Greenwood was everybody's teammate. You know, they did work with him multiple times a week. Uh, so that could have had an effect on things. But I've not really seen any discussion on that, to be honest. There's about, like, how the Greenwood situation would have affected not just Rashford and his form and his state of mind and his self, but maybe the rest of the team. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So... Who knows? Who knows what's actually going on with Marcus Rashford? Um, but that is what I think is potentially going on with Marcus Rashford. Is all the all these di- you combine all those? How many things have I got? One, two, three, four. There's six different things there um, that have affected Greenwood, uh, Rashford, really. So you know, I I think because obviously you've got people on Twitter and whatnot. It's like, oh, he's just bad, and that's just it. You've got to sell him. Da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, he's had a bad season. But I don't think it's as simple as just, oh, he's bad now, 
Suddenly he's just not scoring anymore. Just like that. Just like a click of the finger. Snap of the finger, rather. Um, Rashford's just suddenly bad. Like, he just suddenly went from 10 plus goals a season to 4. Just for just for no reason. He's just bad. That's just it. Um, yeah, it's just it's interesting the way that that gets discussed. So, um, doesn't have uh, international cups. Oh, um, yeah. So I was just flicking through some of the other uh, his stats for this season, but league is the main one to kind of focus on. So. Anyway, I suppose one last thing to mention. So how how old is Rashford when's his, I guess, his birthday and, and that sort of stuff. So he's currently 24 years old. His birthday is actually Halloween. Yeah, so it's 31st of the 10th, 97. Um, so he's going to be 25 on Halloween. That's a funny day to have a birthday. But anyway, um, so next season, because obviously this new season will start in August. So next season he'll be turning 25. Hopefully Ten Hag can get something out of him. Um... I think it's a. I think you've got a multiple case situation here where it's not just somebody needs to talk to him about his form and like you know, Tenag's going to come in probably with new ideas and probably some well hopefully some new players because we need some. But you know he'll probably have a sit down with each each uh, player and yeah maybe take a maybe Tenag will take a look at Marcus and you know speak to him and say like hey you know, watch your playing style and all this kind of stuff and <clears throat> um, figure out how to use him within the team. But aside from the dis- the discussion of how to use him in the team, like his role and all that kind of stuff, and how the tactics and system will work with Rashford's abilities, I think, uh, I mean, look, R- R- Rashford's probably not got a lack of support in his life. I'm not saying that, but um, it would be good if, like, somebody... And I hope that this I hope this is currently happening. It must be currently happening. But somebody to just just put a shoulder a hand on Rashford's shoulder and just say like Are you doing okay? Like are are you okay? Like do do you need to have a bit of a chat, you know? And there is a stigma out there about men's mental health and it sucks. because uh, 'cause I've been there as well, you know, with my own mental health issues, I've discussed them before, or well, some of them before. Uh some of them still ongoing today unfortunately um but you know there's probably a discussion around him as to like oh no you play for Manchester United you must always be good and no excuses and all this kind of stuff but we do have to remember as much as I I criticize players for doing things wrong and the team for doing things wrong and the public definitely do it as well as much as some of that is fair because of a bad pass or a bad shot or you know, you took too much time on the ball and you lost the ball. We do have to remember that these players are still humans. You know, and they're not just... This This isn't severance, you know, where they've got one mindset for football and one mindset for home. And they, you know, they leave the stadium and they can you know, just kind of switch to their home lives and that's it. And then they go back into Old Trafford and kind of, you know... Um, if you've not seen Severance, you might not have a clue what I'm talking about, but uh, it's an Apple TV Plus show. Ba- the basic premise, just to quickly go over it, uh, Severance is a TV show about um separating your work and home life so you have your same body and all that kind of stuff and but the very basics of how it works is you have one set of memories for your work life and one set of memories for your home there's an elevator within the show uh, when the characters go into the um uh, lumen building when they go up the elevator to go to work their brain switches in the elevator to their other memories 
Um, and then they have no, when they're at work, they have no idea about like who their wife is or their kids or what they had for dinner last night and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when they go down the elevator to go back home, their memories switch back to their home memories and they have no idea what's going on at their work or how successful they are and all that kind of stuff. So that's just a quick explanation. But yeah, this isn't severance. This isn't that to where like these players can just switch their brains or whatever, you know, they, they are humans and we we do need to just consider that as, as much as we you know say like okay these are professionals they get paid hundreds of i said, almost said hundreds of millions hundreds of thousands of pounds a week and all this kind of stuff and rashford is on a lot of money as much as that's true these are still human beings um but there are ways to deal with players that are out of form i went through some of them here um specific to rashford's situation so yeah there we go. Anyway, I've said pretty much what I wanted to say. Hopefully, um, all of it made sense and whatnot. Um, and also, go and watch Severance on Apple TV+. Plus. It's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. So is the streaming service itself. Anyway, those of you, uh, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, ideas, or whatever, what do you think is going on with Marcus Rashford? And look, if you're going to write in and just say he's bad, fair enough. If that's your opinion, then that's your opinion. But it's, it's not as simple as that. Like, it's really just not as simple as that. So... Anyway, write in, uh, let me know what you think. You can send those thoughts to matthewdentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also uh, the email box and the clickable name in your show notes. Uh, sorry, on the web- website version of the episode, a big email box and a clickable email name in your show notes. So please consider writing in there as well for all of that. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Of course, I'll be back next week. I think it's on Sunday for the Crystal Palace game to just see out whatever happens with that. And then some point later on, I'll do a, a season wrap-up podcast, maybe a week or so later. Who knows? Uh, so look out for that. Entertainmenttalk.org, uh, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Have a look out for all of that. Uh, if you'd like to support us in other ways, you can also do that as well. You can simply listen to more episodes that we've done on the places I just mentioned. You can also tell other people about what we do and where they can find it. Uh, just tell them about the website or where to find us on podcast platforms, either by just telling them or using social media. That helps us out as well. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, that's all of that. Um... Yep, David is, of course, still posting TV and film news over on Geek Town. That's geektown.co.uk, Geek Town Radio. Uh, Geek Town Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays. There's a lot of renewals and cancellations and whatnot going on at the moment. And if you watched any CW shows, good luck, because a bunch of them got cancelled. So look out for all that. Casting news, air date information, all that type of stuff. Geektown.co.uk, Geek Town Radio. Uh, Bex is still streaming regularly over on Twitch, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter. So all those places. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, Eddie Talk UK, for my different gaming streams. Uh, They're currently archived and up-to-date on YouTube. Uh, The channel is called Entertainment Talk Plays. You can find the Twitch archive streams and the game um, clips as well. There's a whole bunch of game clips over there. So that's that. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.